Hello, it's Andrew here again from the EG Way podcast with a reminder that we recorded this episode of the EG Way back in March before the coronavirus situation hit the UK and before the lockdown. So don't worry, we're still keeping safe. We are social distancing and we are not all hanging out together in a studio and being irresponsible. So let's get on with the episode. It's part two of the design sprint and you'll remember that last week we ended on Wednesday night and today we're starting off on Thursday morning. Uh, last week on the EG Way, we stopped uh, at a point that we're going to call Wednesday evening, um, which is the end of day three of a five-day design sprint. We're actually talking through a live design sprint as uh, we go along. So we went through the first three days last podcast, and this podcast, we're starting. It's Thursday morning. So joining us for the Thursday morning sprint, Martin Dumble, Business Development Manager. Hello. And senior business analyst Robin Birkby. Hi. And of course, Alan Jackson, chief operations officer. Hello. Uh, oh, by the way, sorry, I'm Andrew Walker, and I've actually been here since Wednesday night. I I slept under the table. Um, if you, <laughs> we haven't called it Hump Day. Uh, no, it was Hump Day. <laughs> Wednesday. <Big> Wednesday. Yes. <laughs> They they do call it Hump Day, although who are they? <laughs> Is they well, Martin and Robin? I. I <laughs> I, I have to say that although people in Suffolk know what it means, you really don't want to say it in Norwich. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, if you're from Norwich, please don't write it. Now, without recapping the the last three days in detail, because we just did that in last week's podcast, so uh, go back and listen to that one if you you missed it. Um, but we've got this idea that we've started out with a problem to solve, whether it's an aspect of an app or a piece of software, it could be a new feature, it could be a ground up development, we could be bootstrapping a startup, there's lots of different applications for design sprints. And we've gone through a storyboarding process where we've really thought about the user journey from the, the moment they start to engage, that which could be a page of Google, Google results, it could be looking at a page in the App Store, it could be clicking through to a shopping basket if we're, we're looking at a particular slice of functionality and re-engineering that. Um, so we've been through this process. We have mapped out lots of ideas on the walls. We've discussed them. We have a decider who's sort of the product owner who is making sure we stay on track with the, the sort of big picture brief that they've got in mind. We've taken on our uh, items. We've scored them. We've put dots on them. We've done all these elements. So we've we've been through a lot. We've even then on Wednesday gone through this process called Crazy Eights where we've pulled together eight iterations of the ideas that we think are going to make it through into the final version just to make sure that we've thrashed everything out. Now, it does feel like we spent three days of our five-day cycle really thrashing around doing ideas without getting on to actually building something. So, so Thursday is prototyping day, but presumably by Thursday, everyone is thinking, oh, God, we don't have to thrash out any more ideas, do we? Because, you know, you must be really itching to get on. I, I completely agree. I think the exercises up until that Wednesday afternoon can at times feel a little bit disparate. But that's when the value of those individual exercises come to the fore because you'll refer back to the discussions about individual pieces of the process 
when you're explaining or challenging someone about that storyboard as you go through and help to explain it so you know that's why there's always there's value in all of those activities and why it's really vital that you haven't skipped those steps and you've had the facilitator facilitator make sure that you've made the decisions and, and kept the the agenda so on, on the thursday you're building the prototype but you have to have very specific ideas of what you're building um, you can't be spending time making decisions on what a drop down list is going to look like or what a form is going to what's going to be included in a form you have to have all of those things so that you've got one day to build this entire prototype um, so there shouldn't be any new decisions being made on that thursday Okay, so now that's that's one of those things that I think is really useful for people, isn't it, to think about is that you've stopped adding ideas into the mix by Wednesday lunchtime. Wednesday afternoon you've fleshed it out and then that's you've gated it there and then Thursday you're building. All right, so if I came along on Thursday to the design sprint and said, oh, by the way, guys, I think we should do this, what would happen to me then? Well, the, this sort of takes us back to the role of the decider because, you know, you've gone all the way from a bunch of ideas, you've, everyone's had their input, you've, you've drawn it out, you've gone through these wonderful techniques, you come up with a storyboard, and all the way up to this point, the point where you build the prototype, Martin, if he was the decider, could just go, now, nah, I want to do my way. And... That's. It seems bizarre that you would you would introduce that element into the process because it seems like a waste of time. But it's absolutely the right thing to do because that person is going to walk away at the end of this week. They're going to go back to their desk on Monday and they're going to sit there and go, "This was great, but I don't want to do that." And then what you've done is lost that opportunity to test it on the users. So at the end of Wednesday, that person is really encouraged by the facilitator to be honest. Look at that storyboard. Is this what you want to build? Is this what you want to test on the users? And they, if they say no, that's absolutely fine. Because what you are about to do is waste a bunch of time. Not just the two days afterwards, but however long it takes you to have the courage to come back and either do it again or just push forward down a, another road, which won't have the support of everybody else that you might need support from who were in the room at the time. So you, you encourage that decider um, you know, you sure? Is this what you want to do? Because it's their choice. It's very rare that that happens, though, I think, to, to <laughs> add to that. But I think because what the decider would have been doing during the processes that we've seen is that they're tailoring their thinking based on the input. So a total kind of change of track or change of direction is highly, highly unlikely, but the process does allow it. Now, that's an interesting one because there there is this slight element of feeling like when you hear these things oh we're going to do a design sprint you know that some clients have a bit of a knee-jerk reaction and think oh i'm sure that works at apple in california but it's not going to work for you know bob's widgets let's zoom forwards we built the prototype and uh what happens on friday how do you test it how do you validate this concept so on on friday we we tend to get about five users um uh, and Often it's me who sits there, but um, someone will sit and ask very open questions. They're, they're, it's absolutely vital there's no leading questions because you want honest feedback. Um, and you sit in a room by yourself, there'll be the rest of the team uh, with a video link to watch their reactions and listen to their responses. And uh, the person who's interviewing them is, is just trying to get as much information out of it um, or out of the person as they can. Do they like it? Is that why did they decide to click on that? You, you you're literally handing them the prototype and see what they do with it. You don't guide them through what they're doing. Um, 
see if it's intuitive enough for them to use it. Whether the, I mean, the step of even just downloading it from the Apple Store, um, whether they would download that is information enough. Uh, we, we did have one particular client where it, it turned out that all five people would have said no to that first Apple Store page, and that's before you've even got to the app. Um, so you're just trying to see where you might have gotten wrong or what the user's feelings are towards what you've created. Yeah, and in, while this is going on, um, the team is in here, uh, is in another room, um, like you say, via web link or via webcam, and, and they're making notes. So they're, they're just writing on a post-it note something positive they hear, something negative they hear, and then they stick it up. And, and you're just doing this in isolation because it's really hard to think about the whole interview. So you hear something, you write it down, you stick an upper or a smiley face on it or a down or a sad face or something, stick it on the wall, right, and then move on from it, go back think of it listen to the next thing and then after all the interviews are over you sort of look back at it and you can you start to group things so did lots of people pick the same thing that was positive or it was negative and then you only when the analysis post interviews you only apply significance to comments which occur um, in say more than 50% of the interviews or maybe even more than 75% of the interviews that you do and these are the areas this is the really useful feedback that you get and the areas that you can then take on to, to future development of the prototype um, and they might you know ultimately you come out with one of three things that you need to do from this sprint you either run in with the idea fantastic this is great we absolutely nailed it lots of positive in the areas that we wanted got this um, maybe we need to do another sprint on a specific thing. So maybe most of the, the idea was fantastic, but there's one problem that kept coming up over and over again. We don't know what to do about it. Um, or, um, or maybe you, you found out that you were about to waste a lot of time and money trying to in invent a product or market a product or idea that was never going to work. And that's obviously as valuable, even though it seems like a fail. It's, it's a win. Um, so yeah, so you end up with one of these three things, you get there very, very fast, and um, hopefully the person who's got the most to to gain or lose from the whole process um, is entirely supportive of whatever the outcome is. So that's Friday, Martin, we've got our prototype. Absolutely, yeah, and you know, you've got that insight as well, so you know, there may be things that some of those customers that you've put your prototype in front of have have suggested, you know, that you perhaps hadn't considered. You you spend your your whole week thinking about this this journey and experience, but ultimately there are going to be things that you haven't thought about and the insight really does help. You know, we saw one with one of our clients whereby you know, it was linked just at a time where there was a lot of press around security around data. Um, and, you know, that really helped to drive a fundamental improvement to that prototype before it then was submitted for investment. So, you know, it really helped to drive and improve the adoption that would have been as a result of that. So really, really vital. And I think, you know, you the value from the process is just shown in that exercise alone. Last week, we got up to Wednesday afternoon, we had our prototype idea, we had our storyboard, we were ready to go. This week, we've been through Thursday prototyping, building, and Friday putting it in front of users and coming away with a, a body of knowledge, a bit of uh, ethnographic, sort of fly-on-the-wall filmmaking, some design anthropology, and we've got all our answers here. Now, what everyone really wants to hear about at this point certainly I do, is just something Martin said, is what are the things 
anecdotally that you've worked on with design sprints have been real eye-openers for the client where the client hasn't realized actually that there's something they'd missed that was really fundamental that only really emerged from the sprint um, well, I mean, Martin, Martin sort of alluded to one. The one that was interesting for me was um, it was a, an app that a client wanted to build that was reliant on um, it was going to provide information to you based on your location, based on your uh, your movements, and that was a key element to it. And we went right the way through this building the designer's app, how the information will be presented back, the timeliness of it, what like, what movements triggered which things like this. And then the users got hold of it and they sort of, they went into it, went into the prototype and it said, um, and then it comes up with the lovely message that you get all the time. Do you mind if we track your movement and location? They all went, yeah, I do mind actually. And bang. That was the end of that. And the, um, and the, the interesting thing was that what didn't sort of bin the idea. Lots of apps do this, right? But it was how the question was asked and when it was asked that was really, really key. So they loved the concept, but they didn't trust the message. So the 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 great thing for the, for that client was that they didn't get all the way to the app store and sit there watching their numbers not go up or watch their bounce rates, you know, sort of um, creep up. People download the app, never never use it, and wonder why. They got to see immediately um, that there was a gate there. There was a there was a barrier. So they could address that. So that. Was was, you know that's 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 really good and it's, it's it's silly little things like that you'll get that you just won't expect you'll never sit there at the beginning of the week going oh, i better concentrate on that message about the location monitoring but that can kill your whole idea and it gets you into the mind of your customer so you know you think like alan said you think it's a great idea right but some of the feedback we've had as well is that so we were working on something that was around disruption and providing you information but the customer's feedback was well i expect my service to be good but actually as you went through and they saw more of the features of the application you can see how the the consumer is changing their mindset and actually by the end of that particular interview the customer said well actually now I can see the value in this because of what it means to me and my daily life and routine so you see that shift which then from a marketing perspective beyond the sprint can help you position it with your customers so it's not just the five days it's the before and after period as well that it really starts to give you value and and because it was revolving around disruption um the mindset of the people were quite negative so it was ways we could try and build in make, make it less negative make their experience around this disruption a lot less negative um keep them in a positive frame of mind and maybe even just end the particular user journey on a high so that their day goes a bit better now this kind of takes us back into the a little bit and bear with me here because it, it might take a while to work this one out a bit like devops though right where you've got um something that appears to belong to one specific team that actually benefits the whole business across all kinds of different layers from marketing through to operations through to to, to sales and you know dev and it so in a way the design sprint um because when you hear it you think oh that must be something that the, the designers do right so you think of designers and devs putting this stuff together but actually this is a whole business function exercise that has benefits for marketing has benefits for uh all sorts of strategic elements that are, go way beyond design and build 
Yeah, and that's reflected in the composition of the um, team that you put into a design sprint. You want as broad a representation of your business as possible. So you'd like someone in there from um, who understands product, who understands tech, who understands marketing, maybe someone who understands finance if there's implications on sort of on that kind of thing. So you want a nice broad spectrum of opinions. And you know, going back to the Monday, it's why you then go and ask the experts because you then get outside opinion into the um into the mix as well and um ultimately it's why you ask the users um, because they're the people that really really know um so yeah it's 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 trying to get same as the inception workshop it's trying to get all the people that have a a, a, um, a stake in the game involved in the process um yeah which means i've got to ask this question right? so um there is this idea that uh, when customers want to buy in a service, they can be quite hard shoppers. So how do you um, convince someone of the value of investing in a design sprint if maybe they it's new to them, they haven't heard of it before? I mean, Martin, as business development manager, you must find yourself in that position sometimes. I do. And I think that the main... The main mechanism in which people see the value in this process is that is the time element. So, you know, if you come to somebody saying, I can solve you a problem that in a week that might otherwise take you three to six months, you get people's attention pretty quickly. Um, and, you know, it's not just that time element because obviously time is money. And also it's the subsequent investment that you might put into a product that's just going to to crash and burn um so you know for the sake of five days you know which is still an investment you know for many companies five days of multiple people is still a big investment in time but the pros of that really do outweigh any kind of downside so that's the main positioning that you get in terms of the benefit um it's also pretty cool to be involved with something a process that's a little bit different a lot of the time with our customers it's the first time that they've tried this process so you know it's something different it's a motivator for teams and sometimes projects need that they need that level of motivation to start a project to really get off on the right foot yeah it's quite it's a very intense week um there's a a lot going on constantly it's it's moving very fast you're obviously got to do a lot of listening and thinking um so it's really intense but actually it's quite a fun process i've certainly enjoyed all of the ones that i've done um it's very absorbing it's probably a good way of putting it this this week your entire week is just to do with whatever you're designing and whatever you're building Um, but that's quite fun and as a as a business analyst, presumably it's a very analytical process. So at the end of it, you get a whole load of insights actually into the the, the project that perhaps you wouldn't have had before. Yeah, well, I, I suppose it's getting the different people's opinion, uh, yeah, opinions um, from lots of different walks of life. As Alan says, there's the technical people in there as well as the the users and the the product sponsors. So everybody's coming at it from a completely different uh, context, and. It, when when we get to actually build them, um, all of that information is invaluable. Now, I've, I've got to ask this one, um, because you're talking about 
new processes, intense weeks, something's really engaging for teams, etc., etc. People are getting their ideas out there. I've got to ask this one. Do people ever have hissy fits and throw their toys out the pram and storm out? No, not seen that so far. I think it's the facilitator's job to help people understand that the process is tried and tested. You know, Google invented this back in the mid-noughties, I believe, and then they tried it over and over and over again through their Google Ventures um, arm to uh, refine it. You know, so it's been tried and tested hundreds of times. So people need to know will understand that you know there's a reason behind everything and none of this is opinionated and there's particularly a reason why the decider has the role that they that they have but it's the facilitator's job to to make that happen and also if you get a supplier like ourselves in the room um we'll be reinforcing that constantly and we'll be you know adding that level of enthusiasm to keep the show on the road and to help people understand what's going on um so no we don't don't see hissy fits as such maybe a few disappointed people when their beautiful sketched work of art gets you know sort of metaphorically lobbed in the bin um but but yeah that's about as far as it gets i think people really they get to the end and they just they see they think they think about where they were on Monday, and then they see where they are on Friday as a group, and um, and and they really see that it was worth the time. And presumably, that's why the decider doesn't often get to the end of the process and say, "Nah, I don't want to do it," because it must be very hard to go through that process and get to the end of the day on Wednesday and not have come up with a pretty good idea, right? Yeah, well, they're making decisions throughout. I mean, it, it's constant throughout the entire uh, first three days. They just, they're permanently being asked for their opinions. And if there ever becomes a point where a debate starts happening, then the facilitator cuts it off and says, right, decider, what are we doing? Uh, let's move on. Um, so everything is around those decisions. And if they, if they make a decision and change their mind, that's fine. But the point is to make a decision. Good. Okay, so that is it. That's the uh, design sprint. We've made it through to Friday. It's now the weekend. Well, I suppose technically it's Friday evening. We can all go for beers. Uh, no? No beers? There's always beers involved with the sprint. Is that what happens? I mean, at the end of the sprint, tell me what happens next. You all kick back and party. Go to sleep. <laughs> it's it's funny. Yeah, so it's like if you're the facilitator, by the end of Wednesday, you're knackered. But then your Thursday and Friday is relatively light because the team are working. Um, like Robin is the person running the interviews and doing that. Her her week starts on the Thursday and then becomes exhausted by the Friday. So, But um, I think it's, you know, it's pretty good. You'll generally run a day that's something like 10 till 4. So while it's intense, everybody's aware that you have an attention span an amount of energy so you can't flog people there's no point um so it's um it's good it's balanced and again part of the facilitator's job to manage the energy levels of the room provide you know cookies and and <laughs> sugary yes. drinks and bananas yeah other sort of uh, health foods are available yeah uh, during the time yeah so yeah it's tiring but it's satisfying so you, you have that you, nice you, warm fuzzy you, feeling at the end you totally had me until you said health foods uh, <laughs> now i'm, I'm surely some pastries and booze. pizza pizza yeah P- pizza's a good sprint food i don't know cookies I don't know, as many yeah. chocolate chocolate coated cookies i think if you, yeah you had pizza for lunch you, you, as the facilitator you'd be slapping people till about two in the afternoon going wake up wake up they'd all be in carb comas and, and sitting there so yeah okay so apart from the carb coma come and do uh, your sprints here uh, with us I, I certainly feel very excited about doing one now sadly that's all the time we've got this episode of the EG Way so all that remains really is for me to say thank you and a big sprint thank you to uh, G.O.D that's Global Operations Director Alan Jackson uh, thanks 
Yeah, he loves it when I do that. <laughs> and also senior business analyst. So I didn't uh, get your job title right before. Senior business analyst, Robin Burke. Thank you. And also business development manager, Martin Dumble. Thank you. Thank you. Join us on Twitter at the EG Way, where you will see photos of this podcast taking place. So you'll know that we're not AIs, brilliantly scripted AIs that were made by agile devs. Uh, we're real people. We're waving at the camera. We're going to say hi. Um, do come and find us on Twitter at EG Limited. Also, find us on LinkedIn. We've got a great page. Um, do go there if you've missed out on the updates from Nordev. Uh, we were at uh, the biggest uh, developer conference in East Anglia. It's the whole East of England region. Fantastic session. Got some great interviews. Had a lot of fun there as well. Go and check that out if you didn't get a chance to go along. And um, yes, join us again next time on the EG Way. And that's at EG.com. I-J-Y-I.com. Because everything we do is a great example. EG. <laughs> okay, EG. EG. We won't use that. Good. Good.